Oh, yes, Matt. Hello, and mm-hmm, it is great to see mm. you, my friend. And it's great to hear that tune again off the top of the show, is it not? Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it is. It's good. It's good. Hi, Luke. It's happy 2021. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and absolutely. And, and welcome, everybody, to Humans in 30 ish. Um, for those of you that are new, welcome and happy new year. And this is a show where Matt Peak and myself, Luke McCredden, get together. We throw a couple of topic, topics at each other, Matt, and just sort of mm. break them down and see what happens. Yeah. And, and it, it's interesting. This isn't a topic, although it could be, but to give you a feel for this year, I've got a, a colleague, he's really a friend at work, and he said to me, I can't believe it's January already. <laughs> Like, I was like, mate, no, you can't say that. You can't say that, actually. You no, can't say that. No. Um, but no. And, and, and for everyone else that has um, joined us on the journey thus far, welcome back. Uh, it's great mm. to have you back on board and and hopefully you can get right into it. There's um, And I want a, a bit of a shout out, Matt, too, to the people that, that got in touch um, on Instagram and various platforms to say, to give some feedback and say good day during the holiday period, we had a lot of people jumping oh, on and, and having yeah. a listen, which was great. Yeah, and, and that's you, awesome. It is, it is, and it's always good to hear from you. So, if you do want to get in touch, um, yeah, send us a message mm. or say good day on probably Instagram is the best humans underscore podcast, and and come along for the ride because it's going to be fun. Um, very much looking forward to this year after what was a challenging twenty twenty, Matt. Mm. Greener pastures. I, I look at twenty twenty. There's a zero. This is a, a one at yeah. the end of it, so you can only go up from zero. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Um, and, you know, before we do um, get stuck into the first episode of 2021, yeah. uh, I did want to yeah. – we, we, we often reflect on topics that have been brought up in the past on, on past episodes and that sort of thing. And, you know, uh-huh, I, I, uh-huh. I don't want to get back into the Sizzler conversation again because that was huge and that's that's had its day. But Well, you, you were all over SAS Australia. That, that was my top show of 2020. Well done. Okay, well, there you go. Now – I feel like sometimes people are listening. We know that we we heard from people at the at the high end of Sizzler, but I'm throwing mm. I'm I'm going to say back on episode six, I'm pretty sure it was. We spoke about I spoke about sort of changing up the Olympic Games a little bit, throwing a spanner uh-huh. in the works and making it look a bit different. Well, they've announced things like break dancing and some some yep. funky sort of new sports, Matt. So you know, to those at the IOC, thanks for listening and thanks for taking it on board. It's clearly that's what's happened. Our friends in Japan are probably listening, and you know, breakdancing's a breakthrough. Yeah, it is. It is. So there you that's go. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah. So more. We. I we... wonder how many nations. I don't think Australia's going to compete in that. Just a, a you know, I won't I'll tell you that much for nothing. <laughs> you don't think we're strong in that category? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, it's good. So we're 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 making some ground, but. It's a new year. It's a new always penetrating. Yes, <laughs> deeply. <laughs> Matt, uh, I'm going to hand it over to you mm. as a gift, as a New Year gift, as a Christmas gift. I'm going to let okay. you kick off for the year. Mm. Yeah, thanks, Luke. I to the, the first one um, because it, it was it was Christmas, and we, and we all were didn't really know what Christmas was was going to bring this year. And people ask, oh, you know, how was your Christmas? And I go, oh, I was just with the family at home, you know, which was like my whole year last year in Victoria. So it was it was kind of special, but it, it was okay. But for the first time, I actually was really excited about the the the, the shopping element, and because a, a trip out to the shops was like a, a trip away, really, mm-hmm. you know. So I was really pumped to do the Christmas shopping, and 
I went to JB Hi-Fi and I have a question, and this is the topic. Is everyone at JB Hi-Fi that works there, is everyone there assholes? Are they like trained to be assholes there? I'm <laughs> uh, not sure. Not sure whether that's part of the uh, interview I, process. I, I just find when I'm there, I, I feel like I'm in high school and I'm, I'm the kid at the party that no one wants to speak to. Mm. And the, the staff just, they, they don't look at you that they, they, they swan past with their lanyards and I, the, the, the customer and there's there's still so many of them there yeah and they never they're never helpful and I just I don't know what the deal is I yeah. don't know what the deal is because you you're dealing like it's hi-fi mm. right it's this is complex stuff okay and and a lot of the time I need assistance from all the various hi-fi products that are I mean we're dealing with HDMIs, CDMIs, all sorts of inputs and outputs, <laughs> and there's no help. There's mm. no help. I'm wondering, have you experienced that at JB Hi-Fi? What's the deal with the culture yeah. there? Uh, it's a funny one. Um, yeah, and now you bring it up, certainly. It, what's funny is that at any given moment at any given JB Hi-Fi around the country, I think it's the same service. There's something, in, there's something in the water isn't there? That that's just that comes. They with... seem put out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're always just talking to one another, and they're like these sort of washed up musos, or yeah. And it, it, they're always like walking up and down, going out back with their lanyards. And then when you do finally, after half an hour, like get their attention, it's always like, oh nah, man, like we don't have that in store, but we do have one in we do have one in Broad Meadows if you want to go and get that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to drive a fucking hour to Broad Meadows, mate. Yeah, you know, and I just, I don't, I don't get it. No, I don't get it. I hate, I hate the, um, you know, any any sort of retail outlet where you get that vibe oh. of you, you're not wanted, and, and they just can't be asked helping you with anything, or they're a bit beyond it. But I also, I, I always think about. Um, with those sort of shops, um, at the end of the day, yeah, and no, nothing against the people, but it, it's it's retail. You're there to serve customers, right? And that's that's it. You don't really, you know, and you, in some cases, you need to know a bit about some of the gear. And JB Hi-Fi is a good example. I'd love to send, you know, a Gordon Ramsay style person in to really shake things up in those sorts of environments. I'd love to see it because you know you're absolutely right. You get that feeling that they're a bit above everything and yet I just love oh yeah to see someone like yeah, Gordon Ramsay absolutely. absolutely I'm glad you I'm glad you agree with that mm. I'm glad you agree with that I, I it's I, I it's like say you go into and I, I go back to the complexity of of the 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 equipment that's there it's it's as if they're in like some you know Asian two dollar shop mm. right if if I went and as if I'm in an Asian two dollar shop I'm not and I I'm looking at a lighter slash USB. I, I, I don't expect someone to come up to me and go, "Hey, do you need help with that lighter slash USB?" Right? <laughs> it's, and that's how they behave. They behave as if you're not even there. But I, I go into the good guys. They're great guys because <laughs> I I went in there within about three minutes. I was yeah. looking at a just a, a, a you know a, quite a modern fan um, for for the, for the summer. And I got great service. And we're dealing with the same complex equipment and there's yeah. so many options. But JB Hi-Fi, man, and the, the the weird thing is there's so many of the staff. Yeah. Like the overheads must be must be crazy. Yeah. Do you think there's an element of it from a business perspective that they there's no real incentive? They know they're going to be 
making a shitload of money every day. Every day, there's a million customers in there. They know that people are going to buy stuff regardless, and if they crack it and leave, they're going to go online and buy it. So from the top, because that's where it starts with any business culture. The culture yeah. the, that is filtering down is just don't really care. It'll sort itself. We'll still make budget. We'll still do sales. Well, clearly the staff don't get any commission because no. they're not they're not working for it. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think it is a. I actually late last year I, I overheard a conversation outside a sushi bar of three people who apparently worked at the shaver shop, and they there was this conspiracy <laughs> over the the shaving like um that the I guess it's the the the, the spray that is supposed to keep your blades sharp. And they said it's all a big con. They said it's like the shaver shop make this thing and they sell them. It's like 15 bucks to say, hey, you have to buy this if you're buying a shaver. Yeah. And you had staff there talking about the conspiracy and I overheard it. You know, so I think in retail, that this this cultural stuff does does really, you know, filter down to, to the, the ground floor. Yeah. And it's clearly happening with JB Hi-Fi and they, they need to make wholesale changes. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I'm going to leave it at that. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Good start. Good start of the year. Um, oh. My first one, it's, it's got a similar vibe in that it's about um, places that you get out and about and you go to and you, and you do spend money at. But it's, it's a different mm. angle. Um, I've got a bit of a gripe of just lately and, and over summer, you know, you, you go out to various places, where bars, restaurants, cafes, pubs, whatever. And it occurred to me the other day when I went into what was a fairly average establishment, a, a pub sort of bar arrangement that was that they, they would be gr- very grateful for any customers is, is basically what I'm getting at. And I noticed yeah. the dress code on the door and it just sort of, I don't know, I just sort of looked at it and it just occurred to me that I think dress codes in general are outdated now. I think it's time to sort of move on a bit from dress codes in general. Um yeah. Now, I want to focus probably more so on the on the on the yeah the the bars and pubs arrangement. I get that events that have you know um, black tie, all this sort of stuff, which even that could be whatever. But when the, when you've got various places around the country that are saying you can't come in here unless you've got long sleeves or you know at the Melbourne Cricket Club, Matt, the MCG, you can't go in there unless you've got a collar on your shirt. And, and yeah. you know, and you literally get turned out if you don't if you rock up to that gate and you don't have a collar, you can't come in. Mm-hmm. I, I, my question is why, and why, and why is it an issue going to a particular nightclub or bar mm. if you've got runners? You know, they, a lot of them say, "Oh no, it's you know dress shoes or or, or clothes shoes, but not runners." Um, you know, uh, you, you need to have pants, not shorts, uh, and you need to have a t shirt on or a long sleeve shirt on, not a singlet. You know, it's it's real specific, and and some of these places should be very grateful they get any customers in. They should be welcoming everyone. Well, I, I think after the year, you know, for for, the, for that industry, certainly, I, I'd like to first see the MCC the collar thing. Uh, I I don't know that scene, but I do know uh, there are shirts, quite modern shirts now that you know have no collar. You know, they have have that sort of they're quite different but they don't have a collar but it's still a shirt i'm not i'm not sure what that's actually called but the fashion is evolving at that level mm. but at this other bar you were at what was the what was the the, the restriction 
what uh, was the dress code? It was it was very much uh, it was close so it was closed shoes so and and it was a um, a coastal town so you know there's a lot of thongs and sandals and that sort yeah, of thing that around so oh, shoes yeah, yeah um, it was and you know I think yeah, I've I, I I did bring it up with a friend the other day and there was discussion around it was a oh and s thing and then there was things about not wearing caps and it's a security thing because they need to see your face in the cameras and that's and I'm just like, fuck, get over it. It's time to just forget all that shit. Uh, to a de- to a degree, yeah. I'm not. I'm not all. I'm not. I'm not about someone walking in with a really offensive sort of tag written on their shirt or, or coming in with yeah. you know gumboots covered in mud. Like, but that's not a dress code. That's just etiquette. Well, that's just a bit of common sense, isn't it? Um, but yeah, look, I think in an establishment like that in, in a coastal area. I mean, A, if you're wearing thongs with jeans, you probably shouldn't go out anyway. <laughs> but if you're wearing thongs with shorts, absolutely. A singlet, well, uh, you know, a singlet is is touch and go. Um, I understand getting around in a singlet in a city probably wouldn't work, but I, I do agree with the the thong thing in mm. this day and age. You know, let it pass. The hat thing, look, I'm a big hat wearer. You are. Uh, mainly for, for some, some purposes. Um but if if I had to take the hat off, I like you go into a tab. Mm. I get that because there's a lot of money, and yeah, I could rob the joint. I get that, but you know, maybe if things kick off and there's some brawl, they want to identify. But geez, I mean, I wear a hat to Coles, and I've, there's more of a chance of of having a brawl at Coles <laughs> these days in a bar. Or, you know J- what I'm saying? or JB Hi-Fi. Um, or JB Hi-Fi. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think they need to to loosen it. Um, yeah. And get off your high horse yeah. if you're if you're just a shit pub like don't worry about it just, yeah. just be grateful that anyone's there um maybe know. it came from crocs maybe it was crocs when you know when everyone would wear crocs maybe mm. that was that was the issue back then which is fair enough because crocs are shit well they just they look like <laughs> the lotus flower they're quite disturbing aren't they <laughs> they are disturbing. Um, they, they seem to have gone mm. um Good. but yeah look i think we all need to lighten up um we've had too many restrictions last year we don't need yeah. a dress code restriction Come on, guys. So back off dress codes. Let me wear what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, this is taking it to a bit of a darker realm. Oh. Um, I, I, I came across now. This actually is a, is a bit of a shout out to, to a, a friend of mine called Maddie who gave me the inspiration for this topic. Okay. Um, so she, she told me about this show called Night Stalker, which is a doco on, on Netflix. And she posed a question, Luke, which is because Night Stalker is about this serial killer from the 80s yeah. that these L.A. cops were, 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 were hunting down. Very disturbing. Um, like you need a, a sort of a thick skin to watch it, but highly recommend the doco. Okay. But she posed a question. Where are all the serial killers these days? Yeah. Where are they? Yeah. Yeah. Fair because, enough. I mean, look at back, back in... Say the the seventies and eighties. You know, you had Ted Bundy, Son mm. of Sam. You had uh, uh, Charles Manson. Mm. And I remember even in in, a, in Australia, uh, growing up, there was um, much more in the news. You know, you had your Mister Stinky and your Mister Cruel, um, <laughs> and like the Mister Men. But you also <laughs> you had uh, Ivan Milat. Yeah. That th- it, it seems to be, and I don't know. I might be completely wrong. They might be out there, but that. I would imagine if if a serial killer really, you know, got going in this day and age, what with social media and everything, mm. it would cause absolute absolute mayhem, mm. wouldn't it? 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Is it out of fashion now? Is it not, you know? Oh, is, <laughs> is it too hard to be a serial killer? What with what with forensics and and and, and surveillance, or yeah. is it happening? I, I mean, you know, I would have thought with it, the mask thing, yeah. the mask thing, you could be a serial killer. Everyone's time but, poor. Everyone's time poor. You know, people that want to go out on a rampage don't have time anymore. They've got things to do. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was a. I, I remember. Um, when MH370 went down, right? Mm, Do you mm. remember the plane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was all over that. Word. I was on Google Maps, Google Earth. I had all these theories. I had a wall of information <laughs> just trying to solve solve that case. Yeah, I, I went deep. Wow. Yeah, I did. Wow. I did. And and uh, you know, I I mean, I was in a darker place back then. But but with that said, it was um, uh, it, the mystery of it really got me going. And I think you'd have a lot of you know, amateur sleuths and detectives on the case. If there was a serial killer, well, maybe about. that's maybe that's it. Um, maybe maybe it's too easy to get caught now. There's maybe not, there's not enough escape holes. You know, there's not enough. You know, when you watch some of that, the, the docos that are made about those um, from the eighties and seventies or whatever, um, sometimes you you look at it and you go, "How did they? How did they miss that? Like, you know, how did they not pick up that clue? Or how did the I know it's easy in hindsight to look back and, and that sort of thing, but you'd have to think that modern technology and, as you say, um, people like yourself who got behind that particular issue, there'd be a, a whole, whole, oh, there'd be thousands of people, um, particularly from the area that, that this is happening, you know what I mean? Um, there'd be social media groups get together and, you know, and get on Zoom and chat about what, what sort of things they've picked up and you know what I mean? And, and information is pretty well, easy that, to pass. There was on. that cat one, wasn't there? That cat cruelty one on Netflix where they caught this killer because um, it started with some cat cruelty. So yeah. maybe maybe you're right. Or maybe the cops aren't telling us the whole, aren't giving us the whole picture, Luke. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, could be happening. We just, they're holding back. Although, uh, yeah. Or it know. could be, it could be what with the internet and other modern forms of, I guess, not entertainment, but but content that is out there, that that, that it is, you know, scratching an itch for yes. these sorts of people, you know, with the, the things that are potentially on the dark web mm. or, you know, I'm, I'm not too sure. They're having, but they're, having certainly... their, they're having their murderous itches scratched. Potentially. Mm. Potentially. There was certainly a period... I reckon that the serial killers really and the murderous stuff kicked off from the 60s all the way through to really the 90s. Um, yeah. But, you know, you don't, yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought it was a really interesting observation. There was a transition into what became sort of that terrorism thing, though. So maybe that took over. Like I said, maybe it was a trend. It was a, it's gone out of fashion. Mm. Don't know. That's, yeah, that, that's an interesting point. Maybe those who are on the fringes end up, being extremists. Yep. Yep. But you you can't really be a serial suicide bomber. No. No, that's a one-hit wonder, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'll do the math. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah work that out. Yeah, good one. Good one. Yeah. Um very very interesting point. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're going to run yeah. out of documentaries to make though eventually, aren't they? So, they might have to doctor something up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, let's. I oh, know. In all seriousness, we don't want any. We don't want the return of a no. serial killer. That would be terrible for society. No. But yeah. yeah, but that there is an intrigue in there, mm. um, in into their minds. 
Absolutely. Um, but anyway. Yeah. 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 Uh, very good. Very good. Well, I'll lighten it up a little bit. Um, and Please do. But, but there are some serious questions in here. Um, mm-hmm. My yeah. wife and I recently have been looking at um, some getting some art for the house, you know, some, some, some paintings and that sort of thing, just to, you know, just change oh. things up. You know, we, we went through the mm. in, indoor plant thing. We're still in that phase. We haven't had any gnats yeah. yet. Oh, no, you have issues mm-hmm. with gnats. Anyway, mm-hmm. we, so we're going through that process of having a bit of a look around. And, and, and when I say we, you know, Ricky's very good at that. So that she was, she's got her eye on a few pieces. But, my God, mm-hmm. they are it's, – it's expensive. It's unbelievably, outlandishly expensive art, any art. Um, you know, any little, art. Well, it can be. Even any, like if you went down to like Freedom Furniture, and there's like, like where are you getting? Where are you no, looking any, at this any, art? Any form of art. Well, yeah, that, I mean that's form the, of art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could look. You could get. Yeah, cheap, wow. You can get cheap stuff. You can get cheap stuff. Yeah, it's fine. Mm. But yeah, in when you dive into that space and have a look at you know paintings or or, or anything like that, you, the the amount that this stuff sells for around the world globally as and as well as here in australia is unbelievable it's just ridiculous and i guess my initial question is before we dive into the sub question is why why is it so expensive you know from from a from a um business model point of view um it's got to be just time right The, the material costs are low um a lot of the time it's not necessarily you know, there's no licensing issues that you have to pay for. You know, you're not buying bits of art that have Mickey Mouse on it. You're talking about original stuff that can be anything from a portrait to a landscape to a, just an abstract piece, which is just, that's a thing I'll get into in a second. But why so expensive? I don't get it. Do you Do you know? I, I'll throw this to you to, for your opinion first. Well, I guess, uh, look, I'm not an, an art connoisseur, Um I, I do know a lot goes into certain forms of art and I really, you know, respect the, the oil paintings and the, and, and the, you know, that real realistic type stuff. I, mm. I, I find that to be, you know, really amazing, mm. but the stuff that's kind of um, a bit random and expressionist yeah. where you try and make an interpretation of it, I, I would just pretend to sort of look at that knowing what I'm talking about, but really, Really not. I, I I have no idea why no. it's that ex- why it's that expensive. And that abstract expressionist stuff was my other point too. Um, I mean, what's up with that? Like that, it's getting ridiculous. And you know, you see that stuff that just it's just nothing. It's a lot of the time it's just color smashed onto a canvas or something. Um, not it's even, emotion. Yeah, and the stories behind it. That's why it costs so much. There, do you know the most mm. expensive piece of that sort of art sold for three hundred million dollars in two thousand and fifteen, and it was a I think oh, that's just disgusting. I think, and it was a it was like sixty by sixty centimeters, so it wasn't you know the size of a house or anything. This was just a basic piece of paper almost three hundred million. Um, was it? Was it? Did it have paint on it? Yeah. But no one, I couldn't tell you what it was. It's called Interchange was the name of the art. If anyone out there wants to Google it, um, doesn't look like anything worth probably, oh, you know, maybe 20 bucks, 30 bucks, you know, it looks okay. But what the fuck is up with that sort of art making millions of dollars? And on top of that, how do we tap into that market? Because it is literally stuff that anyone could do. Like it's in all honesty and people go, oh, no, but it's not just for any, that anyone could do. It is something that anyone could do. 
So why aren't we? And why aren't more people diving into that and making millions? How do we tap into that industry? <laughs> Seriously? Oh, look, Luke, I, I, I don't want to say anyone could do it because I don't know enough about the thought. And I know there's a lot of layers. I know there's layers upon layers. And I, I guess there's a community, uh, like a higher society community that sees something that I obviously, or, you know, get into it or passionate about. I don't, it doesn't do anything for me no. um, at all. Any, you know, any sort of painting, yeah. I've never really been into that. Um, I, 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 whether I could, the whether I could turn a dollar from it, I, I don't think I could but what, because but I'm could. sure there is some sort of finesse to it. No, but well, no, what, I don't well, think what, so. what would I do though? Whatever you want, it doesn't matter. You could do whatever you want, and and all. But but I think the key is finding the right avenue to get in to the right places mm. to to sell it. Unless well, you'd need a dress code then, though. I'd need a dress code then. <laughs> what would that be? Unless there's well, it wouldn't be thongs and a singlet. I'd need to wear a costume to like <laughs> put it on a persona to you know a really pretentious, mysterious sort of enigmatic one that would go, "Who's this guy? Wow, he looks really." really torn and really dark and he's got something to say oh wow look at that swish you know and that that explosion of emotion he's put onto that canvas yeah so you need you need to sell yourself yeah. as well as the art wouldn't you you need it's to true. be quite quite broken yeah and whenever you read up um i'm sure not that you ever do and, and i don't either but i had aren't, a look i had weekly i had a, <laughs> i had a look the other day um, because I was thinking about this, and and that they've all they don't have stories as as in, um, you know what it means or anything. It's all about the artist. It was it was an expression, and it was a it was a it goes back to his childhood, and and you know brought out those feelings and put them on. And it's like that's just someone's making yeah, that give up. Give me a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a break. So please. you yeah, know, I think it is. You're selling yeah. that, aren't you? You're selling that to someone who can believe it, I think. So you need to find someone who's I going. find that the same with sculptures as well. Sculptures are just like, okay, yeah. cool. And it's got this story yeah. behind it. Mm. And it's, you know. Yeah. We, we went to, oh, um, yeah. we, we visited Mona in in Tasmania. If you, if you, I'm not sure if you've been down there. Which I've is been this, to Mona. Yeah. I've been to Mona. Mona's cool. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was okay. But there were certain sculptures that I was, I, this has got to be taken a piss. Like, you know, it was a bit of timber with a bit of wire nailed to it and it was like people were going, oh, that is oh, fascinating. Well done. Like, fuck off. Yeah, but, I mean, we're, we're talking, though, like you're to, like Mona, there's parts of that where I do like the the lights and all the magic yeah, yeah. and all that. And at the end, the NGV, there's, you know, the scale of it is like, I, I get that. It's because it's like a scale of production, of, you know, on a film or something like that where there's, you know, that, that production on a, on a, bigger level right mm, mm. um like i i respect that um and yeah sure at mona there, there's probably some random things that fit this argument but if we're talking about <laughs> you and your wife picking some art yeah then you know that that's the, like that's a different ball game yeah 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 we're not spending 300 million um <laughs> but what, what are you guys looking at you know like this is the thing like Oh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I'd just probably leave her to to make the choice, and you, you know, know you just get on with your life. You know what? 
I think that's probably answers every question I've raised in this last topic. So I think you're right. I think I'm going to leave it alone completely. So that's probably the best if she's bet. moved by it. If she's inspired, yeah. then you, you you let her feel that. You yeah. don't question that. Don't stand in that. Don't stand in that way. No, it's a fair point. All right. Well, there you go. That's um, that's about thirty-ish for episode one of two thousand and twenty-one. Matt, um, feels good. Two to be guys done. that know nothing about art who will never know anything about art. <laughs> and, sorry, and I'm but sure we won't get it. I'm sure everyone listening <laughs> can hear that. We have no idea about art as well, and that's okay. Uh, yeah. All right, mate. Well, um, it's it's been it's good to be back, and we can't wait to roll these out every week. And um, thank you for listening, everybody, and stay with us because it's going to be a lot of fun this year. And uh, you know, it's it's just going to be some more craziness, some more seriousness, some more just weird shit. I reckon. So yeah, hang around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's roll out here, the here. tune by our friend Nick Anderson to see us out. Thank you, everyone. A year of love. We the will year of be love. back around next.